0: Welcome to Exotic Pets. I'm Tracy Hotchner, whom you may know as the dog and cat lady, but I'm wearing a different hat here. With the brilliant collaboration of my co-host, Dr. Doug Mater, the world-renowned veterinarian specializing in exotic animals, we are here to celebrate all the other pets that share people's lives. This show is for people interested in pets that slither, hop, creep, fly, or swim, from bunnies to iguanas, parrots to ferrets, snakes to tortoises, Dr. Doug is going to teach us the physical requirements of these exotic pets and how to manage the often challenging environments and correct diets essential to their welfare. Dr. Doug Mater is the author of the wonderful memoir, The Vet at Noah's Ark, Stories of Survival from an Inner City Animal Hospital. He is recognized worldwide as a veterinary specialist on exotics and is the author of four major veterinary textbooks on reptiles and amphibians. We are proud to have Zoomed Laboratories as the founding sponsor of exotic pets. Zoomed has earned its reputation as the number one reptile and amphibian supplier in the world from simple beginnings 45 years ago as a passion project for one man who still runs it. Renowned as the international leader in UVB and heat lighting, ZooMed manufactures all their reptile supplies, accessories, and tools in the U.S., which they test on their own collection of animals, which surround everyone at headquarters. We're also sponsored by Oxbow Animal Health, the one brand that has stood out for more than 30 years as the leader in health and wellness for small mammals. Veterinarians, rescues, and passionate pet parents worldwide trust Oxbow to support the health and happiness of their small pets. Oxbow provides for rabbits and guinea pigs, ferrets and chinchillas, hamsters and gerbils, mice and rats, because these small pets have big hearts and require special nutrition and care. Oxbow has everything needed for their best life, the right hay and nutritionally complete foods, treats and supplements, litter and bedding, and a whole line of enrichment products created so your little loved ones can chew, play, hide, and explore every day. We're also brought to you by the bird food specialist, Zupreme, which started with a revolutionary yet simple idea provide exceptional diets for extraordinary animals. Best known as the bird nutrition specialist, Zupreme creates many foods for birds of all sizes, and they also make a variety of treats to appeal to every sort of bird and enhance their lives. Well, guinea pigs, folks. Little piggies. I didn't know they could be called piggies. Is that the cutest word in the world? Guinea pigs. I thought, okay, who are going to be the really interesting people out in the world who are going to know about guinea pigs and care about guinea pigs and help us know and care about them since they're many people's starter pets for their children? And the very first thing I came to was the Los Angeles Guinea Pig Rescue. And I thought, I could just stop here. This is the coolest website with the best advice, the best information, videos and compassionate and all kinds of free services for people in Los Angeles. And then I start to look at these videos, the founder and director, Saskia Chiesa, and I thought, wow, this is one cool lady. Saskia, welcome to Exotic Pets. It is just a delight to have you here. You are clearly the champion of guinea pigs that I could find anywhere on the Internet. You are,
1: you are the woman, for the piggies hi, aren't you? Hi Tracy. Thank you so much. Wow, that's quite an introduction. Thank you.
0: Well, I mean that's how I found you and I thought what a website. I mean, very few rescues you do rescue, you do rehabilitation, you do adoption. Very few of them can have a website so very generously full of great advice, great information, encouragement, support. It's it's really rare that 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 a that a group of do-gooders have the time to make such an effort online, but I'm hoping you feel that it's keeping some guinea pigs in their homes correctly rather than having people abandon them.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's one of the reasons we started the YouTube channel as well, because I really wanted to do a lot of outreach, make it easier for people to find the right information. So I started the YouTube channel, I think about three, four years ago. I think we have 170,000 subscribers now. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and it's like chuck a block I think it's 750 videos. So it keeps me quite busy. Oh my
0: God. Well, that's, <laughs> but, you know, luckily you have the face for it. You don't have a face well, for radio. You have a face for YouTube. Right? <laughs> you do. Oh you're very glamorous and attractive, which is irrelevant and completely, you know, probably sexist or some stupid thing of me to say. But you're a woman entrepreneur. You've created a whole universe of safety and, and comfort and love for guinea pigs. And it's clearly driven by you, but you must have attracted many other fine people to help you in your work.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Well the husband, he's a uh, very important in all this because without him none of this probably would exist if he said, Oh no, we're not doing that <laughs> You're right, that's true.
0: And I didn't realize it was with your husband. Good for you both. Yes. Absolutely. Otherwise it would it could put a terrible strain, if not an end, to a marriage. Oh, a woman like you yeah. on the road oh, absolutely. for how many how many days and hours at a time when you when you right. do these rescues. But before we talk about your do gooding, which is pretty fabulous What do you think is the worst thing that people do with guinea pigs that they don't,
1: that if they knew better, they wouldn't do? The small cage. Yeah, absolutely. The small cage, that's that's the first thing that comes to mind because guinea pigs require more space than, in fact, the, the cages they sell at the pet stores are not big enough. And and there's a reason for that. There's a reason why they they sell those smaller cages and not the appropriate sized cages, as the experts have all concluded is what you know. There there is such a, a thing as a, as a as a perfect cage size. Um, you know, I think the pet stores really are encouraging people to get these animals as little starter pets and and present them. It's being able to be kept in a smaller cage that can just be put on the bookshelf, right. uh, for instance, in the right. child's room, yeah. and and that is why I mean it is not in their interest of the the pet store industry to uh, give up the right information. Because if they did, people would probably think twice and say, "Ooh, I don't know if I have space for a cage like that. And that's what
0: we want, and right, Saskia? We want people to think twice. Please don't impulse yes. buy a living creature. Do your research. Do your homework. Go to the exactly. L.A. Guinea Pig Rescue website and read about what they need in the terms of space, bedding, food, medical attention, their toenails clips, spay and neuter, all these issues that it's so easy. I mean... God, I did it with mini donkeys, and I grew up with donkeys, and my my late husband said he wanted alpacas. So when people said to me, why do you have mini donkeys, I said, because I didn't want alpacas. That is, like, really <laughs> dumb, <laughs> but it was the reason. And the amount of care oh, and money God. and time that went into two little hardy oh, mini donkey. donkeys, I thought, well, you know, I grew up with two donkeys. I don't remember the vet being over all the time. And I saw right? those donkeys when I was a child, you know, up and down the hills in Greece, Felt sorry for them. They were skinny and tired. I thought, well, these guys will have a good life. But like with the guinea pigs, I mean, how many vaccines do they need, right? And their toenails, and they can get upset stomachs, and it requires a veterinarian.
1: Sometimes, you know, they right? they're, they can actually be quite fragile, and that's something that people don't understand. They they think it's a, it's uh a, it, it, they're being marketed as, the, as a great starter pet for the kids, right? when in fact, they're not. And, I, you know, I, I can't think of a better starter pet for a kid than a dog or a cat, to be honest. That's funny. Not, that's interesting. Not, yeah. That's what I always say. Some <clears throat> parents come, and I can already tell the parents are not quite interested, that the kids are... And if the parents aren't interested, that's a problem yes. because then they are not going to be involved. The adult is not going to make sure that the, the animal is being treated right. It's going to be cleaned out That's a really time. good point. Yeah. So yeah you, don't, you don't you can... want
0: the parent to come into the child's room and go, oh, honey, this room smells bad. You should clean that cage more often and then leave the room because the that parent views exactly the happens. guinea pig yeah. as a stuffed animal that happens to be alive and right. you know the kid wanted it so well it's easier than a than i don't know a, a camel or something i mean it's it's sad because they're extraordinary little creatures and you love yes. them so much it must really hurt your heart to see yes. that even the ones given a so-called good home don't have a good home
1: right yeah absolutely Absolutely. And and a lot of it comes down to exactly those impulse buys at the store and the kids go, Oh, please, I wanna, you know, get this guinea pig mommy, please, please. And again, the parents give in. But you know, in defense, a lot of people actually do that. But then instead of doing it beforehand, going to do the research, they do the research afterwards. And what happens is that they will find us and make an appointment for a free Good. health check. And at that point, we, they come in and we're always super friendly to everybody. We want to be welcoming and kind and compassionate. Everybody feels comfortable. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it wrong. We're going to, you know, hopefully try and and, and teach you how to do it right. And there is no judgment here um, because that doesn't work. You know, you can only teach with love. And um, so people come and, and we can help them like, oh my goodness, you know, the cage you have. It really should be a bigger cage. Come, let me show you what we have. Nice. And, and just that attitude of being kind and not, you know, like, wow, your cage is really bad. You know, that's right. like, that's really abusive to the animal. That That is not going to work. So, we always have this this this, you know, really nice, inviting, loving attitude because that's the only way people are going to listen and let your words into their heart. Um, well, let's talk about the whole idea of a pet store and
0: guinea pigs because where rabbits are concerned, there are so many bunnies for adoption at most animal shelters or or just pure up oh, bunny yeah. rescues that buying yeah. a bunny, I mean, a, a guy that was working for me in Vermont talked about having spent several hundred dollars to buy a bunny. And I said, did you know that at the Berkshire Humane Society, just across the border, they have all kinds of bunnies for adoption? And he looked completely baffled. He said, I had no idea. So what about guinea pigs? Are they for adoption at many humane societies? Of course, you are a major source for people in Southern California, but in other places, how can people adopt a guinea
1: pig? Is that a thing you can do? Yeah, absolutely. So I always say, even if you don't have a rescue near you, or if you have a local animal shelter and there are no guinea pigs in there, if you have a pet store in your area that sells guinea pigs, then I guarantee you that you can go online, go to Facebook Marketplace or go to Nextdoor or any of those kind of apps and you will find people that are looking for new homes for the guinea pigs. So you don't have to buy if you don't have a rescue in your area. Because wherever there is a pet store that sells guinea pigs, I guarantee you there are guinea pigs in need of homes.
0: Interesting. So people have done the impulse buying or maybe their child grew up and out, quote-unquote, outgrew the guinea pig, and the parents don't want to take over stewardship, they're looking for a nice home for their guinea pig, which is good. I mean, at least yeah. they're looking for a home. So person-to-person, person, when somebody is looking to rehome a guinea pig, is there any advice you would give people? Like one of the things I saw, one of your videos was an extraordinary rescue of well over 300 guinea pigs from a hoarding situation 12 hours or something from from where you were and yeah. you had to go out with yeah. all of these boxes and and, oh, and yeah. segregate the ones with so many different medical problems. But there was a great deal of problems I saw with teeth. So you could tell yep. if a guinea pig had eye problems because the guinea pigs you showed in that video, many were blind or their eyes were otherwise really compromised. But what about teeth? Is that something that if they haven't been properly looked after, is that going to be a lifetime problem or just a veterinarian could deal with it?
1: Well, there's many different types of teeth issues. So they can get molar issues or they can get dental disease of the front incisors. Often that is accompanied by some molar uh, problems as well if they have front incisor problems. Um, but, yeah, that, that, I wouldn't say it's super common. But it's definitely a, a very, it's very concerning. Um, we call it a, a quiet dental disease. So it, it's not by, it's not a thing on itself. It is caused by something else. So what that could be, it could be bad genetics. It could okay. be that the animal was never given, you know, hasn't been eating right for two months. Correct. Has been, there's something else that's bothering the animal. It's not eating right. The molars will overgrow if that doesn't get, you know, kept busy. Uh, the animal was never given any hay and only lettuce, then the molars do not get a chance to get, you know, used properly either. And that can cause, um, uh, some, some problems in there as well. So that, there, there, you know, it's acquired because there's usually always an issue. There's always a reason for it. Uh, a dental disease by itself just appearing. Um, I'm sure it can happen, but usually there is something that is causing it. So you want to try and find the cause of it. Because just trimming the teeth all the time is not necessarily going to fix the problem. Now, trying to find the cause of it, now that's, that's a whole nother story because that's not easy either. That's not easy. Um, but so, yes, unfortunately, when they do develop these, these uh, teeth issues and they need to get their uh, molars sh- trimmed or uh, clipped, that usually becomes a, a thing that needs to be done constantly. So, so I'm gonna, so uh,
0: Dr. Doug and I will talk about that, about, you know, can any veterinarian do guinea pig teeth issues or does it have to be a specialist? But in terms of somebody even buying a guinea pig, you couldn't probably buy a young guinea pig from a pet store that already has dental problems. It wouldn't have probably, I'm asking developed, you, lived yes. long enough to have not been yeah. fed properly because they need right. the hay to grind down their own teeth in a natural way correct and not yes. just any hay right i mean specific kinds of hay
1: well they prefer timothy hay yeah it's uh, we we like feeding timothy it's 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 the best for them and it seems to be the hay that they like the most so, so again you, you know do-
0: people think well i could just serve you know one one size fits all guinea pig food but there's a lot of things to consider and in your video i saw you ripping up many heads of lettuce of romaine lettuce because these Guinea pigs had seemingly had not eaten much of anything, but certainly they had been missing out on fresh food to supplement the pellets. It's a lot of things to think about. I think what's important is for people to know that you could acquire a guinea pig who really needs a home. I get a feeling that there's probably there's like a whole hidden uh, layer of guinea pigs that are that are
1: that need homing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't go on Craigslist anymore. I, I can't deal with it because there are so many guinea pigs are being offered up on Craigslist. Um, so I, I just can't. I can't do it. I have a private surrender list. Where people, uh, you know, they fill out a, the form on the website. We ask a few questions and often, you know, well, oh, uh, not often, always. One of the questions is where did the guinea pig originally come from? I'd say 85% will answer PetSmart or pe- PECO. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then of, uh, the top two reasons of why they are giving up their guinea pig is usually uh, is, um, allergy is a big one. And the second one, they're probably both in the number one spot, to be honest. Uh, the other one is the kids have lost interest. It's yeah. that, that old cliche. And it sounds so cliche, but it's actually it is true. And so, I, I'll i get like whole stories. Oh, the kids lost interest. They just don't want to clean them anymore. And, you know, and and th- that was never the kid's job to start correct. with, really. And don't you, know? you
0: think in a way that getting a child interested in a small mammal it is part of the parent's job to engage the child's imagination and curiosity. Otherwise, it's just this cute little warm, squeaky, little little animated kind of creature that runs around. But if you understood the things that they love to do and gave them really cool things to climb on and climb through and – You could make it fun, something interactive. Yes, much
1: more fun than a small cage. Absolutely, yes. So a guinea pig with a bigger space is going to be more active, and and for their health, they need to be more active. They need to get that blood flow through through their feet. If not, they can get feet issues. So, um, absolutely, they become more fun. We have cages that are not enclosed on the top. The top is open because guinea pigs are not known to, to climb or jump out. They're quite happy in their little environment. And you put a little hidey houses. They just love those. And they will become more tame because they see you more. They right. interact with you more. They will come up to the cage and stand up for back for, uh, you know, um, chin scratches and, and, and treats. Whereas with these other inappropriate cages, you will never have that connection.
0: And so the animal so, doesn't have the connection, but neither does the child. Yes. So the child doesn't get that emotional... Uh, you know, sort of oxytocin feedback of love and affection and physicality, which is what creates the human-animal bond. You can't have a bond with something you're just looking at through through a cage door and the animal's depressed and shut down because it's got nothing to do. It's bored to tears. Yeah. And so, yeah. of course, they lose interest in each other. So I guess yeah. sort of, you know, in a 101, if you will, about guinea pig rescue and guinea pig rehoming and – the, the pitfalls to avoid in guinea pig ownership is if you are going to get a guinea pig for yourself or your child, then understand that it's a living, feeling creature that needs to interact with you. And the parents, if they want to teach their kids something, it's not responsibility to clean a cage. It's how to interact with another being who has different needs and a different way of looking at the world. And I think, Saskia, that's what you do with Los Angeles Guinea Pig Rescue. You see them as individuals who have wants and right. needs and desires. And if, if that's what we can teach the next generation, it would, would really be, be great. Yes. We'd have more empathetic, yes. loving, caring humans, right? Absolutely. We don't see everything absolutely. in life as a video game. So yeah.
1: No, absolutely. You know, one of the things I need to mention this too, is that guinea pigs do need company. This is also very, right. very important. Yes, thank because you. Yeah, so they you just have one guinea pig. By nature, their instinct is to live in groups. Now, of course, we don't want same-sex guinea pigs living together, but you can happily have two boy guinea pigs live together or three or more female guinea pigs if you have the correct size cages. Um And that is how they are supposed to live. And a lonely guinea pig in a small cage, if so he lives, let's say he lives for six years and just has nothing to do all day and just sits in that cage where he really can't run around from one way to the next to the, you know one side to the other side and has nobody to talk to that's what i always say we, we are not a substitute doesn't that's matter right. how often you take your guinea pig out you don't speak guinea pig that's right they need another guinea pig to they speak do. guinea pig with and that's you you know, we don't fun speak the language.
0: that makes it more fun to watch them interact cuz then you see them being that real too, guinea yeah. pigs and to yes, those of absolutely. you who don't want alpacas and would rather have mini donkeys they need a pair too so donkeys yeah. should never yeah. be solo. So this is true That's of many right. animals Thankful out there. Horses, yeah, 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 all, yeah. But no, really, seriously, donkeys cannot be solo. Horses can; they don't love it, but they're all they're, they could tolerate it. Guinea yeah. pigs and mini donkeys—they need each other. So, yeah. so if you want something much easier, is the opposite, right? A whole nother conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is really great. I hope that everyone will go to the Los Angeles Skinny Pig Rescue website. It is so great. It has more, more information than you even knew you needed, and you do need it. And, of course, if you live in the Southern California area, visit, make a date, volunteer, foster, donate, adopt, all those good things. Saskia Keza, you're doing wonderful work. Keep it up. It's just wonderful to talk to you. Thank you, Tracy. It was wonderful talking with you. Dr. Doug Mater and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Exotic Pets and our desire to educate and inspire you to give your exotics their best possible life. This show is brought to you by the wonderful companies that cater to the needs of exotic pets, from ZooBed Laboratories, where they make everything you need to keep your reptiles and amphibians in tip-top shape, to Oxbow Animal Health with health and wellness solutions for small mammals, and Zupreme, the company dedicated to your bird's nutrition. And if you haven't read Dr. Doug's book, The Vet at Noah's Ark yet, do yourself a favor and pick up a copy.